praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. This is the continuation of the Father's will that is already written down in the scriptures. And in last broadcast, I went to Psalm 91 and spoke of what King David was prophesying through the mouth of David. The Father spoke to us about his will. His will to protect us when we are his children that are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. And how he will deliver us from all the snares of the fowler. And the Father, in the last few verses of that Psalm 91, declare to us that because he has set his love for me, therefore will I deliver him. So he will deliver us. He say, I will set him on night because he has known my name. He say, he will set us on night. I say, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. So we are confident he will answer when we call. So I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. So God is promise, promising all of those. And those are his will. The Father's will is already written down in the scriptures. Like I gave the testimony of the vision I saw where I had to be taken to the other side to call somebody back to life from the dead. And someone was saying, should we not ask the Father's will concerning this? And a voice from above said, the Father's will is already written down in the scriptures. Do we have the right to call somebody back to life from the dead? Yes, the Father's will is already written down in the scriptures for us. And this is one of the Father's will that I just gave to us here. With long life will I satisfy him, is what Father said in Psalm 91. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That is the last verse, verse 16 of Psalm 91. So then, if we stand our ground as a saint of the Most High God, you remember... God, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he came and he said, All power. After he resurrected, he told the disciples, All power in heaven and on earth is given unto me. But he said, He said, He immediately delegated that power to the, to the church. He said, Go ye therefore. So he's giving that power to us. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And Teaching them to observe all these things that I have taught you. Lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the age. So, which means, he is delegating this power, all power in heaven and earth, is delegating it to us, to the body. So then, we have the authority to act on his behalf on earth. And because we are his body. Now, when, when this Psalm 91 says, with long life will I satisfy him. He's simply making us to see that if we see a situation where this fellow that suddenly died has not even have any long life let's say it's a disease or accident we as the saints of the most high god we have the authority to call the fellow back to life and call for his body to be well why because that has not been fulfilled in that person's life with long life will i satisfy him and show him my salvation but if someone may say well suppose the fellow that dies is a sinner and uh, even though he died young or he died of accident should we have authority to call him back to life that is what we are talking about we that are police or not we still have the authority if we desire that we want this man to come back and live to give glory to God and come back and we have the authority to call that fellow back to life because the planet has been given to us we are we are the saints of the Most High God. Satan has no authority anymore on this planet. But human beings, we saints of the Most High God, we have not been ex- enforcing and exercising that authority. You may say, well, this man is a sinner, so why should we worry? Well, if you don't bother and don't worry, then you, this means you didn't do anything about it. It is you that have not done anything about it. But God is saying this authority is given to us. And as saints of the Most High God, 
we have the authority to do something upon about it. Let's give an example here. The story of the Lord Jesus Christ came to mind when he came to a city called Nain. And the Bible said there was a widow's son that died and the people were carrying this boy to the grave. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ didn't stop and say, is the boy a Christian? Is the boy, is the, is the boy a holy person? Has he been living right? Uh, no, 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 no. He didn't have anything to do with that. He just called the boy back to life. Why? Because he disagreed with the situation also. They said this woman was a widow. That boy was the only son of the woman. And everybody was, was comforting this woman. And the woman perhaps was weeping while they are carrying this boy to the grave. And it struck a compassion in the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he just took his authority, he stood his ground and called and went to the woman and said, weep not. And then he called the boy back to life. Now, you see, you may, that's what I'm talking about. He was, the Lord Jesus did not even say anything about, is the boy, what happened? Why did he die? Did, he, did the boy go into disease? Or was he, was he in a gang? Was he killed by uh, this? Or well, it is his fault? He went and joined the armed robbers. Or this, logically, he didn't even say anything about that. He just had compassion upon the woman, and didn't like this. Didn't like the situation. Just like all the people that were comforting the woman, it was the woman that the logically had compassion upon, the mother, and then he acted. So whatever is the situation of who, the person that died is not really coming into play. So what the Lord is making me to understand here is we don't need to be inquiring how did the boy die, how did the man die, what causes it, is it uh, he did something wrong about him, say he didn't live right and so on and so forth. We can see the environment, see the situation and decide to take action. Or oh, it was an accident, we can decide to take action. Or oh, it was uh, some drive-by shooters, we can decide to take action. Why? Because this young fellow has not lived any long life. And the Bible says we have authority as sons of the Most High God to effect things on that. That is what the Lord is revealing to me in that vision. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That can be for you and me as an individual that is walking in, this, in, the, in the way of the Lord. It can also be for us to use to judge a situation and then act upon that situation. With long life, will I satisfy him and show him my service? That is, for that story of the story of the Lord Jesus Christ in the city of Nain, suppose this fellow that is being carried away was old and in, as, as past 80 years old. The Lord perhaps will not call the man back to life. He was not there just to be raising all the persons that dead just to show his power. No, he had compassion upon this widow woman because that boy was a young fellow. He has not lived any long life at all. So that is what we are saying. We have authority to effect things upon the earth. If we know our right. And this is one of the things that the Bible says. The Father's will is already written down in the scriptures. If only we can understand and know it. And enforce it without being afraid. Many times it is fear that making us not to even act when we know. Fear of what? Fear that maybe it will not happen. That means we don't insist on our right. If we know that this is our right, our Father God, who is on authority over all things, 
has given us this right, we are to insist upon it. Whoever is trying to rob off of our right knows, and this is the spirits now, they know what the Father says, but if we don't know it, they will go by just robbing us of our rights. So we must enforce and emphasize it, and then the Father will that we are decreeing, they we have to do it. They we have to do the Father's will for His will must be done on earth. The Lord Jesus Christ said, "We should pray that Thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven." And the Father's will that is written down for us, we have to know it so that we can enforce it here or not. And the spirits we are dealing with, they already know what is the Father's will, but they won't give it to us because they are evil spirits. Death angel, they are evil spirits, and they will not give it to us freely unless we insist that this is our right and this is our place. The Father's will is already written down in the scriptures. Let me go again now to the last verse where he said, And I will show him my salvation. The Lord promised that in, this, in the book of Psalm 91 verse 16, With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Like I said in the Old Testament, the Lord prophesied I will show him. And this is not just for the Old Testament saints, it was actually prophesying the salvation that is to come. The salvation that is to come. The salvation that is to come. And in the book of Daniel, the angel visited Daniel in Daniel chapter 9 and declared the salvation we are talking about in the prophecy in the book of Daniel, in the vision of Daniel. Daniel chapter 9 verse 24, when the angel was telling Daniel the 70 weeks, what will be, what will be accomplished in the 70 weeks of Daniel. Verse 24, the summary of what will be accomplished and this, all these things were completely in, in Christ Jesus, which means the Messiah that God promised is the salvation that He says is coming. The Messiah, not just for Israel, is the Messiah for the world, for the human beings. He already planned it from the beginning. Like the Bible said, the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. In the book of Daniel, the angels proclaimed what this salvation is to accomplish. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins. You say, well, God is making an end of sins. Yeah. Well, why are there still sins or not? That is why we are preaching it. Everyone that comes to Christ is set us free from sin. But those who have not believed it, who have not come to Christ, who have refused to come to Christ, they will keep in their sin. And that is why Christ said, if you do not believe that I am He, you will die in your sin. See? But the, the salvation has come in Christ Jesus to make an end of sins. And even for that, he said, and to make reconciliation for iniquity. What does that mean? Christ has made us reconcile us back to God. Reconciliation for iniquity. And he has given us this ministry of reconciliation. As Apostle Paul wrote it in the book of uh, Second Corinthians. Verse 18 says, And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. That is, reconciling us human beings back to God. Verse 19 says, The ministry of reconciliation is that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us, that is we precious, the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us. That is God is pleading with you. 
that is a sinner. We pray you in Christ's stead, that is, we are in the place of Christ praying for the people to be reconciled to God. So, the preaching of the gospel is reconciling human beings back to God. And that is what the angel has prophesied here in, verse, in Daniel chapter 9, verse 24, that I, I, I am reading. He said, In these 70 weeks, which is this summarized 70 weeks, Christ will make reconciliation for iniquity and bring in everlasting righteousness. That's why he said, Being born again. We are being born again. We are being turned from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of our Father God. And he said he gave us power to become sons of God. That is the everlasting righteousness. That we are to begin to show forth on that everlasting righteousness. So Christ is changing us from glory. And then Paul also mentioned it in that same Second Corinthians verse, uh, verse 17 that I was reading. Chapter 5 verse 17. He said, if any man be in Christ is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So when we become new, mean we become righteous. Everlasting righteousness is what Christ has brought. You may say, well, I know some Christians that are sinners and that are still committing sin. Christ is saying we have been set free from sin, brought from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. So don't call yourself a sinner anymore. You are now to live as sins of the Most High God. Let me read from verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. I'm saying everlasting righteousness is what God has brought to us and I'm saying now that you have come to Christ you should live as a saint of the Most High God you are called to be saints you should not call yourself a sinner anymore because you have been saved from sin that's why our angel said he's making an end of sins are you saying Christ has not made an end of sin in your life if you are still interested and still dealing in sin you need to repent and ask Jesus Christ to come into you and make that an end of sins. The sin nature is removed from us when we are born again. And that is what the angel was saying in, to Daniel. That Christ is bringing in everlasting righteousness. And making reconciliation for iniquity. And making an end of sins. They are all these things are fulfilled in Christ Jesus coming and starting this church. We are members of this body of Christ. This church. And if you are a member of that body of Christ. The church. Do you still have these sins in you? You shouldn't. You should not. For verse 14 of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, For the love of Christ constraineth us. That love of Christ in us will constrain you from doing all those iniquities. You see, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then were all dead. If one died for all, then were all dead. Verse 15 says, And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Listen to that again. That is, we are not to live on for ourselves now, we are to live unto him who died for us and rose again. So you are no more your own. Let's put it in that way. You are no more your own. You have been bought with a price. And this is not something you struggle. If you are still struggling, with some sins, just bring it to Jesus Christ. And that nature of sin will be crucified in you. Because when you are born again, there is no more struggle with sin. That sin nature is dead and destroyed and removed. And you have a new nature, a new creature in Christ, what you become. 
You are now to live for him, not for yourself. And that is what the Bible is saying to us here. And that is what the angel prophesied here. And that is the right salvation God has been promising through the, through the prophets of Old Testament that my salvation is here to come. My salvation is coming. And he's told us in the book of Psalm 91, I will show him my salvation. This is the salvation. And to now when the salvation came, those people that were serving the Lord and they didn't know about it, God was sending people to them. So that they can be aware of it. Let me give you another example. In the book of Acts. Acts of the Apostles. Let's see how God started revealing his salvation. After he has accomplished the sacrifice on the cross. And now people that have been serving the Lord. On the other side. That, I mean on the other side means in the Old Testament. And they didn't know anything about these things. And they are faithfully following the Lord. God started showing them his salvation. And that is what he promised. In the book of Psalm 91. I will show him my salvation. Those who are dwelling in the secret place. Even if they didn't know about it. Because they were not aware. He's sending them. He's sending the gospel in their path. An example of this. In the book of Acts of the Apostles chapter 8. There was a, a proselyte. From Ethiopia. The eunuch. You may know the story. In the book of Acts of the Apostles chapter 8. After Philip the evangelist have gone to Samaria and preached to them, one day the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip in verse 26. Acts of the Apostles chapter 8 verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. So Philip arose and went. And behold, and this is what I'm talking about. This man is, was a Jew, or what you call Jewish proselyte, that is a Gentile from Ethiopia, but he has been converted to Judaism, and he, saw his, he was serving the Lord. He was a Enoch of Ethiopia, that was one of the servants of their queen. And the Bible said he came to Jerusalem to worship. So he was a proselyte. But he didn't know anything about these things that have been going on in Jerusalem all these several years. The Lord Jesus Christ coming back and forth. Maybe he heard about it, but he had no time to, to seek out who is this rabbi they were talking about. So things have happened while he was, but he still served the Lord, he loved the Lord, and God now has brought his salvation to mankind, and he has to be revealing to those who love him. No matter where they are, God is revealing to those who love him. He said, I will show him my salvation. That was his promise in the book of Psalm 91. That was the main reason why you see the Lord sending. Philip the evangelist to go meet this man on the road. They said, Behold, a man of Ethiopia, an Enoch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning, and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. So then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearer. So opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Now you can see 
what do you think? This for the old book of Torah that this man had in his hand, which are like all the five books of Moses and the books of the prophets. You think it was just by coincidence that this was the section he was reading when Philip the evangelist was passing by? It was it was preordination. It was God directed that man to go and be reading that section while he was in his chariot. Exactly about the time Philip was to come by. Remember the man was going on his way and to Jerusalem to Ethiopia could have been many days of, of, of journey. But at the time that God was sending Philip to go there, the man could have been reading several sections, several sections, several sections of the Bible, of that Torah that he had in his hand. And when it was about the time that Philip would come near, the angel of the Lord could have made that man go to that section and start reading that section. And most of the time when they read in their Torah, if you have seen them in the willing world, they will be quoting it out, speaking it out, almost like uh, confessing it out loud. That was what the man was. That's why Philip could hear him. From the outside of the shadow. That's how they read. They don't read it to your... They are not studying it. They are just saying it out. Almost like when you recite something. That was what the man was doing. He was reciting it out loud. Many of us too do that. But we only do it to the book of Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Many people recite those things verbally. Loud, audibly. But in their Torah, they can recite any part like that. Because they thought these are just prayers. And he was reciting Isaiah chapter 53. And Philip heard him and started from there and ministered to the man. You know the rest of the story. You can read the rest of the story. But what we are saying then is, God was sending his salvation after it has been accomplished now. Christ has come and resurrected and the salvation is completed now. It is now to be given and shown to those that love him. This is an example of Enoch of Ethiopia where God sent Philip to go meet him and tell him about this salvation that God has promised that, is, that he has been telling the, the prophet that is coming, is coming now is here this is an example, Philip went and told the Enoch of Ethiopia and let's give another example here remember again the story of Cornelius the centurion in the book of Acts Acts of the Apostles we are Apostle Peter went to this house of Cornelius when, when, when Cornelius, the Bible says in chapter 10 of Acts of the Apostles chapter 10 that there was a certain man in, in Caesarea verse 1 called Cornelius a centurion of, a, of the band called the Italian band so this centurion was a gentile maybe a Roman soldier the Bible said in verse 2 of that second Acts of the Apostles chapter 10 that this centurion Cornelius he was a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always, which means he was a Jewish proselyte. And these are the people that God said, if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, I will show you my salvation. It's prophesied in the book of Psalm. They may not even understand what that salvation meant. They may just meant that God will protect them because that to, to many people that's salvation saving us from something but God was talking about salvation that is deeper than just protecting you here from some armed robbers or from hoodlums or from physical death he was talking about the salvation from hell and lake of fire and to make that happen God has to redeem us from sin which the Daniel the angel has prophesied to Daniel that the Messiah is to come and make reconciliation for iniquity to make an end of sin that is the salvation God has prophesied 
all through the prophets are saying the salvation of God is coming. The salvation of God is coming. I will show them my salvation. God was prophesying about the Messiah bringing everlasting righteousness. Because when we have the righteousness of God, we are, we are saved from hell and from lake of fire and we shall live with God eternally. And when this thing was accomplished, this salvation was accomplished, God started showing it to those who have been serving Him and they are still around them and they have not heard about it and they love Him. And that is the same thing God is still sending us to bring the reconciliation to man by the preaching of the gospel. That is the same salvation that we are still preaching to everybody that the Messiah is here and is going with us and is telling us to preach to them. The Father's salvation has been revealed now. So this man Cornelius was praying and he saw in a vision of history about the night hour of the day an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy arms are come up for a memorial before God. You see, those who love God, God said, I will show them my salvation. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodged, he lodged with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou orders to do. So the man, the Cornelius sent, after the angel left, Cornelius sent people to go call Peter. And you know the rest of the story, you can read it, Acts of the Apostles chapter 10. So God was sending his salvation, after the Savior has come, he is now revealing it to those who love him, that have not heard about it. And he, up to today, he is sending us to go and preach the gospel, whether on the radio, or through church uh, evangelism, and all this type of thing, why evangelists are going everywhere. It is to reveal this salvation God has prophesied all through the ages, that my salvation is coming, my salvation is coming, which the angel said it is to bring in reconciliation for iniquity, to make an end of sins, which is all in Christ Jesus, to bring in everlasting righteousness. These are all in Christ Jesus. So some people may be worshipping God in some other ways, in some other area, they fear God, but the salvation God has brought is now being revealed to them that if you say you fear God, you love God, you must know about this salvation because God wants you to be saved from hell and lake of fire. And those who are actually loving God, God is revealing to them. Another example here, to show to you that this salvation is what God has been telling about. And when it was accomplished or not, He sent the apostles and the preacher to go about everywhere to preach this salvation, to tell them about this good news. And everywhere people went, those who had been fearing God and they heard about it, God opened their eyes to see that that is the thing they have been waiting for. That salvation is being revealed to them. You see another example again when Apostle Paul was preaching about, and the Bible said they were they went to Philippi, and while they were in a place, they saw some women that are in the by the river, and they preached to them. And the Bible said there was a woman that by name of uh, Lydia, it was already a, a worshiper of God who feared God. That means. She was believing the, the only true God through her own way that she knew of. That she knew about the true God. Okay, But she didn't know about the salvation that God has revealed now, which is the Messiah. Those are the people that were responding because they were already fearing God. And God said, I will show him my salvation. He said, my salvation is yet to come. And my, that salvation is what is revealed to us. And now after it has come and fulfilled in Christ, according to the angel that told Daniel, Daniel chapter 9 verse 24 that these are the things that shall be accomplished and making an end of sins Christ make an end of sins for everyone that come to him 
making a reconciliation for iniquity, and he has sent us to be to, to reconcile men unto, 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 unto God. And that is also part of what Christ has brought. To bring in everlasting righteousness is giving us the new birth, everlasting righteousness. And now that has been accomplished in Christ, is now being preached and is sending it to those who have been fearing him. Even if they have not heard about Christ, God is sending the gospel their way. Sending somebody their path so that they can know about the salvation God has revealed to us. And I pray right now for you that is listening. If you are a believer, know about this, that this is the will of the Father that has been written in the scriptures. And that you have the right to also reconcile men to God by telling them about the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ has brought everlasting righteousness. All we all individual person needs is to ask the Lord to come into their heart and into their life. And the Lord will make them a new creature in Christ. And if you are listening to me, you are not even born again, you have not given your life to Christ, I want to reconcile you back to God right now. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord, I believe your word. Say it after me. Say, Lord, I believe your word. I believe Jesus Christ died to reconcile me back to God. And he rose again and is right now coming back to take me to glory. I repent for my sins. Ask you, Father, to forgive me and give me this new life. Give me this born again experience. And I will live for you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Just confess that as, as you have confessed it. Believe that what you said now, God has heard you. Now begin to read your Bible and walk the walk of righteousness. And as you do, you see that it is easy because you have committed it to the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just begin to read the scriptures and begin to do it. You will be able to read because Christ has accepted you by you confessing Him. See, if you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead and you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord, it's now your Lord, means your Master. Follow Him and read the scriptures and obey it, and the Lord will help you. And you'll be surprised that you are able to fulfill, to obey all those scriptures. It's not difficult. See, the commandments of God are not grievous. All He's commanding us is to just walk in love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your God. Love our Father God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you love your neighbor as yourself, you have fulfilled all the rest of the law. You won't be stealing. You won't be killing. You won't be committing adultery. Why? Because you love your neighbor as yourself. And God bless you. Write to us and I will send you some more exhortation. Write to Gospel Distribution, Box 7. 1027 Phoenix, Arizona 85050 On the internet gospeldistribution.org www.gospeldistribution.org You can send us email from there and God, God bless you.